Hello and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and you know that my goal is to help dads become heroes. And today I've got an extra special treat for you because I've got someone joining me today that you are going to want to listen to. So now while I'm kind of getting your interest up, let me just start by saying you know that the template every week is on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic, get set, is putting stories and stats to fill that concept in and go as your action step. And if you want to listen to any of these broadcasts on iTunes, just go to The Dad Whisperer. You can listen to them, subscribe to them, and always listen to these interviews and these conversations later. So today, the guest that I have joining me in the studio is my friend and best-selling author, Dr. Greg Jans. Now, there's a really good chance that you've probably already heard his name because listen to this. He's written 35 books. Are you kidding me? Just to name a few of them, Healing the Scars of Emotional Abuse, How to De-Stress Your Life, The Body God Designed, God Can Help You Heal, The Molding of a Champion, and one called Don't Call It Love. Listen to the subtitle, Breaking the Cycle of Relationship Dependency, which is a book that he wrote with Dr. Tim Clinton. And we'll be talking about that a little bit later. You may also have heard of Dr. Greg Jans on when you've heard him on CNN or Fox or ABC or CBS or read an interview he's done for the New York Post or Associated Press, Family Circle, Women's Day, Huffington Post, Psychology Today. Okay, need I say more? He also founded a treatment center in Edmonds, Washington in 1984 called The Center, A Place of Hope, where he and his team treat addictions, eating disorders, depression, anxiety, and they're really focused on what they call whole person care, which I love, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. He's been married for over 25 years and is the father to two sons. And you all know that the main focus here on The Dad Whisperer is to fathers and daughters. But the topics here are also applicable to dads and sons. And though Dr. Greg isn't a dad to daughters, he's a father, like I said, to two sons. And he's counseled so many women that he brings his insights even in to his counseling into the books that he's read. And let me tell you one more story before we start this conversation. I met Dr. Greg Jans in 2011 when both of us were in Colorado speaking at an eating disorders conference. And I remember being so struck by the way that, that this man asked God for wisdom when he knows he's in over his head, even as a clinician. So here we have this seasoned expert, well-respected in the nation and the world, who is saying, God, I'm lost here. Can you come meet me? And his humility is something that has so impacted me. And I'm, I'm drawn more to his wisdom because I know he's drawing on God's wisdom as he impacts people in the work that he does. And a few years ago, I read a book that he also wrote called Every Woman's Guide to Managing Your Anger. Okay, how many men write about women's issues? And I was blown away at the way he started out by saying that he knew we as women would think it's strange for him to be writing a book to us as women, but he won me over as he humbly and powerfully shared how he has come alongside so many women as a counselor over the years that he wanted to help us. And he brought scripture in in a way that made it come alive. And I'm telling you, people, we have a treat today by having this man join us. And all I want to say is I cannot recommend his books high enough. So, Greg, thank you for being here today and welcome. My goodness. Well, it's good to be with you. And uh, 
I love the topic, and it's dear to my heart. Well, I love that. So today, the topic, the On Your Mark theme is insights about fathering from a relationship expert, Dr. Greg Jans. Well, now let's do the get set part where we're filling in the conversation about you as a fathering, a relationship expert. Maybe you don't consider yourself a fathering expert, but a relationship expert, and we know that all falls in place together. But before we get into our questions and answers, I would just love for our listeners to to get to know you a little bit more first, Greg, specifically when it comes to the topic of fathering. So tell us a little bit of your story about your upbringing and how your dad modeled to you what being a father looks like. You know, I grew up in the Bible Belt of Kansas and the wheat fields and the dust of Kansas. Uh-huh. And so I am the oldest of two in my family. And I have a sister. And so I think back with my father and uh, what did I really carry? Um, he taught me about faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And it was faithfulness to um, not my mother, but it was faithfulness in a relationship. And so I learned that okay, one of the key ingredients I'm gonna I'm gonna need if I want this to work out I'm gonna need to be faithful and faithful to the cause. Okay, so, yeah, that's, yeah. that really is what stands out. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that you had that model set for you, which clearly is evidenced. I mean, thirty years plus leading a, you know, this whole, the center up in Washington is you do, you stay the course. You know, your loyalty is clearly a reflection of your dad. Now you said that you have a sister. Was your, from what you watched, was your dad's relating to her different than it was to you or was it a lot the same? Well, um, that's a good question. I think with my sister, um, you know, there's a specialness in a father-daughter relationship. And uh, I remember growing up, um, you know, I think the, the, the girl, the sister smile, the daughter smile, mm-hmm. and, and the connection. And I, I think my sister early on also received the, the father's blessing. Ah. Has that impacted how you've been a dad to sons? Yes. As I think about what it means to... Uh, have a father's blessing. And one of the things that comes to my mind is, because I have two boys, mm-hmm. I have one that's an eighth grader, uh, that's Benji, and I have a senior in high school. And so I'm in, I'm in the middle of this, and what does it mean? And, and teaching them, how do you have, how does a teenager have successful relationships yeah. uh, with, with females and, and with other friends? How do we do this? So I, I'm right in the middle of this. <laughs> you really are. Two teenagers, my word, I'm sure you have a few more gray hairs. But but I love, Greg, how you're highlighting the fact that you are modeling to your men how to treat women by the way that you treat your wife and what you're instilling in them. That's- you know, we live in, a, in an age and in a culture where uh, there's a lot of mixed and not good messages for our men as it relates to our boys, as it relates to to women, how to treat women. If the average age to exposure to pornography on the Internet is about age 9 yeah. and 10, um, you know, we start to see some things early on that um, really confuse us about how do I have a healthy relationship with, with a girl? Yeah. In fact, now that you brought that up, which I'm so glad you did, can you speak to anything that fathers can do who have sons to help guard their minds and spirits with regards to pornography? 
Well, the key words were guard the mind and the spirit. So we know that we live in a sexualized culture. You know, you can drive down the road and there's a billboard and you go, wow, I didn't ask to see that. Or exactly. you're standing in line at the supermarket and, and all the magazines go, what in the world? Um, so we live in a world that is bringing uh, unhealthy sexuality right to us. Absolutely. And so we have decisions to make every day. So we need to teach, um, and, our, and our girls too, but we need to teach them how to we got to make good, life-giving decisions every day. So, you know, where where am I going to dwell? Where am I putting my mind? And why is that important? Um, so we talk about, when you say with boys, well, we just keep it an open topic. It doesn't mean we talk about it all the time. Right, but, right. Uh, but we talk about... Um, uh, one of the things that we do one night a week, we have a digital dinner, and our and digital dinner means we can talk about anything technology, <laughs> because, um, and it's the one time we can do that. So we're, you know, it's like what, are, um, you know, what are kids into? Uh, what are the apps? Um, what have you ever received an inappropriate picture? You know, just have a time and place where we talk about these things versus pretend they don't happen. That's because, awesome. Um, it's out there, and we got to help our kids, help our boys navigate this. Yes. Do you think it's even okay as, you know, I'm speaking to you as a father and a clinician to have dads regularly checking their kids' phones and their internet? Or you think that's too, (laughs) too invasive? No, I think we've got to decide what are our family values and then what's our technology values. Mm-hmm. So we have a technology agreement. Every beginning of every year, we review it together. And at my eighth grader this year, New Year said, Dad, I don't need to. We've already done this. Don't you know? I've already <laughs> signed it. And I said, oh, no. We're look at it. So, but as we get older, it changes some. You're right. So, um, you know, there's, there's teaching them... Um, uh, impulse control. There's teaching them self responsibility because it's not a phone they're carrying around. They're carrying around um, a device that's a portable computer. So we talk about it uh, and we decide what are our rules around it. So in our home, you know, phones or devices go on the charger at a certain time, or you don't have it the next day at mm-hmm. certain ages. Of course, mom and dad have uh, passwords, and we talk together about what you know what's appropriate. What's not? What, what's okay to download? Uh, kids are into a lot of live video these days, and uh, there's the direction where that's going is is, is not good. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, but talking to kids about this and, and what to do, boy or girl, what to do? What if you get an inappropriate text or something comes your way? What do you do? How do you respond? So yeah. Those are important things to talk about. No, oh, I love it. Well. Let's, you know, I love that we've just had this conversation about you even shaping the hearts and the spirits of your sons, because dad's listening to this. Some of them have sons and not daughters. But now let's flip to that other side of daughters is, you know, having been a clinician for over three decades, and you've no doubt walked alongside many women and heard stories, even of father wounds or, or the yeah. father void that isn't there. And you work with, a lot with addictions, whether drug or alcohol or eating disorders, and I just wonder if you could shed some light on the way that a woman's relationship with her father affects those kinds of issues. Well, and here's the thing. You may have had a father, maybe there was addiction in the family. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe there was a lot of unmet emotional needs. Maybe, or maybe you grew up in a family where maybe there was a lot of rageaholic and um, anger or fear. So we can take that. 
And we can build from that because we don't have to repeat that cycle. And so you may have found yourself in, uh, as a female in, in some unhealthy relationships, and part of it may have been just the belief that I don't deserve anything better or, um, or I have to have this because I probably won't have anybody else. And so maybe there's been some unhealthy patterns. So the first thing we want to do is, you know, what's my relationship patterns? Am I making decisions uh, to be in relationship uh, with, with males, with men, that is life-giving, uh, respectful? Um, do I feel honored? Uh, am I being treated when I'm around this person? Do, does it increase my value, or do I feel guilt and shame? And um, So what's the, what's the feeling when I'm around? Um, and begin to shape, uh, well, what's a healthy relationship? So sometimes we've got to even just figure out what is that? What is a healthy relationship? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I, I appreciate how you're saying that that foundation was laid for all of us in our family of origin, right? Where we learn how to do relationships. And if we've had either a hostile dad or maybe a dad that's been too busy elsewhere, even in ministry, right? Whether right. If that, we're talking to, to ministry leaders too. And you... You know, if, if women listening today are going, oh, my word, you're describing me and I have no idea what that means to look at it, I want to really highly recommend the book that you wrote with Dr. Tim Clinton, who's the president of the American Academy of Christian Counselors Association. And it's called Don't Call It Love, Breaking the Cycle of Relationship yeah. Dependency, which is a lot of what you're talking about, about those attachment relationships that we learned early on. You know, that when you use the word attachment, Michelle, I mean, am I attaching to things that are healthy, or am I having trouble even attaching, and what's, um, because that's going to tell me a lot about how do I handle intimacy. Uh-huh. Can, can I be close to somebody, emotionally close? Uh, what's my understanding around intimacy? So when we look at fathers and daughters, what have I, the question is, what have I been taught about um, intimacy and, and uh, mm-hmm. close relationships? Yeah, well well said. And if you're just joining us now, I want you to know that I'm talking with relationship expert Dr. Greg Jans, author of over 35 books, founder of the Center of Place of Hope in Edmonds, Washington, and he is teaching us today from his experience more about dad-daughter dynamics. And Greg, I would love to just quote um, a section out of your book, Don't Call It Love, Breaking the Cycle of Relationship Dependency, because as you and I prepared for this conversation, you even said, I think this would be a book that probably would apply to a lot of your female listeners, daughters that have dad issues that are being worked out and oftentimes repeating destructive cycles in their relationships with men. And here's one thing you said is, our relationships are supposed to give us love, strength, encouragement, and affirmation. Our relationships are supposed to tie us to others in positive, uplifting ways, but sadly, some do not. And you do talk about different attachment styles and say that your attachment experiences are integral to your ability to form and maintain relationships. And I loved how you added even your relationship with yourself. And you said Mm. each one of us are hardwired by God to operate best within a safe and secure parent-child attachment or relationships. And both you and I, because we're clinicians, we, we've walked alongside so many people for years who suffer the impacts of broken attachments with their family of origin, many yeah. of the times with dads. And because we're talking about that dad-daughter thing, is can you comment on how can someone heal who hasn't had the best role model of a healthy relationship with how dad treated her? 
Yes, when we find ourselves in a place we haven't had a good role model, first of all, we've got to do, number one, we've got to create awareness of what's, well, what's unhealthy, what is my patterns, am I looking for my value, all my value or my self-esteem just in a relationship uh, with a man, am I um, finding that uh, sexuality is being mis- misused mm-hmm. or, um, or that's an area of confusion? So a healthy relationship, yes, there's challenges, of course, but a healthy relationship, we're empowered and we're going to feel, um, we're going to feel respected. We're going to feel honored in who we are. And so it's a different feeling. I'm not trying to earn love. Mm-hmm. So in a relationship, am I trying to uh, earn my love or am I um, doing things that are really against my values in order to feel a sense of love? Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say, well, that's probably not love. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I love how you talked about increasing awareness. And if you're listening and go, okay, how do I increase awareness? You've got to get this book, Don't Call It Love, Breaking the Cycle of Relationship Dependency, because there are all kinds of questions and assessments where you can go deeper into looking at yourself in really clear ways that that will help you have more awareness of perhaps how you're trying to rework in current relationships, the brokenness with your father. And I'm telling you, women that are listening, it doesn't work that way. I mean, even yeah. though we hurt within the context of relationship and we heal within the context of relationship, and like you said, when we're respected in a current relationship, it does help to rework that that own that old broken mindset and those tapes that play. But I think more often than not, from what I see in my counseling office, is that women keep looking for love in all the wrong places. You know? Yes, absolutely. So, and here's the here's the good news: we 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 can change. Now, we don't try to just change the person you're with, but but we can change. <laughs> yeah. And there is there is hope. We can begin and go. Okay, this is what a healthy relationship is, and I can begin to really work on that. Yeah. And um, it, 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 you can change, and, and you can be in a different place in your relationships and your relationships with men, and you may discover, you know, there's certain things that I allowed before that really are, I'm realizing now, are terribly unhealthy, and so you're making adjustments. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, you know, I really believe that um, pray for wisdom in relationships. Mm-hmm. We can, with God's help, we can do this. Huh? Sometimes we're going to need some outside help to um, encourage and give us accountability and provide yeah. us some insights, but I I just want to speak a good word over if you want a healthy relationship, this can be done. Oh, I love that because if a woman hasn't had a father figure saying, you can heal, you can change this, you can move beyond the brokenness that was handed down to you, you're telling them. I, I mean, Greg, it almost seems like in a way when you just said that, I, I have this sense that you're being like a surrogate father. You know, if someone didn't have a dad... Have you ever been in that role with any of the women that you've counseled or at the center where where they've said, you know what, you've been like a surrogate dad to me? Well, one of the things that my hopes would be is that um, if they can have a, a healthy relationship and, and, and with me and we can model what's appropriate or appropriate and, and, and boundaries and um, because we can use this as a springboard then uh, for other relationships. So my hopes would be that um, I've been a healthy model 
um, for them, and they've learned you know, how, how to be treated appropriately. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. You know, because the center treats women 18 and up, I imagine that a lot of your focus is on adult women. And I wonder, if, Greg, could you just speak to, like, what effects do you see that fathers have, even with their adult daughters, in, te- in terms of healing? You know, it could be the person, let's say she's in her 30s and she's here and she's still struggling with a a father wound or not feeling validated, Mm -hmm. not feeling um, that that she was good enough for her dad or uh, felt that she was always criticized. And so she's here today and she's She's struggling. She's depressed about herself, and and we don't. We want to be careful. We can't just say, "Oh, it's all my dad's fault." You know, so we're not going to mm-hmm. not going to carry a spirit of blame. But we want to understand. Well, what happened here? Yeah. Okay. So maybe what I've got to do is, I, even though I'm an adult, um, maybe there's some forgiveness forgiveness mm-hmm. that needs to come in play, or maybe I need to also release that. You know. He's he's never going to necessarily change. Mm-hmm. It's me that's going to change, and um, I may have gotten some faulty messages about who I am. You know, it's the dad who may have said, "Why can't you be more like your sister? Look at her," mm-hmm. and you and you never felt like you were good enough. Yeah, which I think is a beautiful segue into another thing I wanted to bring up today because at the end of that book on "Don't Call It Love." You and Dr. Tim talk about how spiritual dependency overcomes relationship dependency. And here's something that you wrote in there. As you grow in your knowledge and understanding of and trust in God, we believe you will become closer to that secure attachment. And you have worksheets that can guide someone, as I said earlier, through a healing process. Because for those who haven't yet bought that book or worked through their, quote, dad issues— could you offer like one practical step toward healing in terms of a relationship with God as a heavenly father that could help to heal that wound with a father? Yes. One one step you may need to do and, and just sit down with a journal and just say, oh, Lord God, show me. And I want you to, you're probably pretty familiar with the shortcomings of what you thought mm-hmm. you didn't get. But I also want you to take and go, um, make some notes uh, about what your father did that was that was good. And you went, well, I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Well, it may be as simple as, did you have food and shelter? Yeah, I did, but mm-hmm. I, I never saw him. I didn't didn't know him. Well, I still, okay, what was good? I want you to be able to, and we're going to build upon what was good. Now today, for father's still alive, and maybe you still have a relationship with him, are you holding on to some expectations that, He's going to suddenly change from where he was, you know. And and maybe there's times where a dad may go, oh, you know, I do see, and 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 there's forgiveness, and there's a, a new establishment of a relationship. That mm-hmm. does happen, um, but other times it doesn't. So, but you need to know you can go on with your life, and uh, God can bring other um, healthy men and role models in your life, and um, you can have. Uh, really the redemption of, of, of needs met in a whole different mm-hmm. way. So our, our earthly fathers, for whatever reasons, could be addiction, could be other things. Maybe they didn't didn't learn about how, how to how to be a dad. Maybe they came from a family and it's been a long legacy of just un- unhealthy relationships and they didn't know yeah. uh, how to be the best. So 
we just need to put that in its proper place because mm-hmm. your well-being today doesn't have to be dependent upon what you got or, or didn't get from oh, your father. That is that is such a life-breathing way to put it, Greg, because I can even say for myself is the more I've heard stories from my dad about what he didn't get, and it has given me more compassion in my adult life to relate to my dad in a different way because I, I appreciate that you brought up the idea of expectations because I've had those with my dad, and then when he doesn't fulfill them, right, it, it hurts all over again. And really saying, God, you as a father are the only one who can truly meet my deepest heart needs. You don't let me down. My expectations from you get met and, and I so appreciate you, you highlighting that. Well, we've only got about a minute left. So I always like to end each program with a go plan of action, a go step. If, if you were to offer one piece of advice to dads who are listening today, you've just given some great insight to daughters who are listening, but what is one way that a dad could put his heart of love into action this week with his daughter? I think one of the things you could do right away as a dad is um, think about the words that you're using and use words that represent gratitude. And even to say, in some way, I am so glad that you're my daughter. Mm. Give a word of affirmation this week, but focus on that word gratitude and find a way to show gratefulness uh, for your daughter. uh, And but do it, do it through some words. Oh, that's awesome. Well, on your mark today, the topic has been insights about fathering from a relationship expert, Dr. Greg Jans. If you want more of his resources, you can go to his website, drgregoryjans.com, J-A-N-T-Z, and he has blogs there and resources, links to books you can buy. You've heard from him today, and I just want to thank you so much, Greg, for joining us today. It's been an honor to have you on The Dad Whisperer. Oh, it's good to talk with you and such a great topic. Thanks, Greg.